The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be discussing a European project which uses artificial intelligence to help improve patient care. The recently launched Brain Teaser project focuses on the use of artificial intelligence technology to improve the care of patients with multiple sclerosis and ALS. An initiative of a European consortium, Brain Teaser could benefit patients, caregivers, and clinicians by enhancing the ability to predict, detect, and manage factors that contribute to disease progression. Through a simple system of wearable sensors and apps, we intend to bring the advantages of artificial intelligence directly to the patient by integrating models for short and long-term risk prediction, clinical decision aid, and prevention. Barbara DiCamillo, PhD, Brain Teaser Scientific and Technical Manager said in a press release. Patients with MS or ALS often have to deal with numerous hospital visits and manage changes between care in a hospital setting and care at home. They also have to handle the uncertainty of when acute stages of the disease may occur and face significant effects on their psychological and financial well-being. In addition, clinicians need better tools to help make better treatment decisions and to assess personalized therapeutic approaches. To address these needs, the four-year brain teaser project was launched led by researchers from Universidad Polonica in Madrid, Spain, and involving a collaboration between academia, hospitals, industry, and nonprofit organizations in six European countries. The project will enroll a total of 300 patients with MS and ALS from four clinical centers in Italy, Spain, and Portugal. Their goal is to promote patient empowerment and self-management by providing them with coaching tools to help them gain the knowledge, skills, and confidence to become active participants in their own care. Patients will be regularly monitored using specific instruments such as sensors and mobile apps. Clinical, socioeconomic, and lifestyle-related data will also be collected and analyzed by AL models. For clinicians, this initiative may enable them to better plan treatment-tailored care and to predict disease progression. The researchers will help to assess disease progression and advance medical interventions to prevent the decline of ALS and MS patients while at the same time empowering patients to maintain their health, said Maria Fernanda Cabrera, PhD Brain Teasers Coordinator. The project takes a multidisciplinary approach involving a collaboration of IT specialists, healthcare providers, and patients. 
This initiative seeks to show how the integration of clinical knowledge, technical skills, and patients' contributions can bring about new approaches to care. The developers believe this research will transform the current approach to health by shifting from reactive to predictive care. Coming up next, perspectives from MS News Today columnist Ed Tobias. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. Hi, I'm Price Woldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading the column by Ed Tobias, MS Wire. I had a stupid, scary spill, but it could have been much worse. Oops. Actually, I spit out a shorter, one-syllable word as I took one of the scariest tumbles I've had in 40 years of living with MS. But this is a family column. My last scary fall a few years ago happened from a sitting position and I fell onto the carpet. This one happened while I was standing and I tumbled onto the concrete floor of the parking garage at my apartment house. I'm okay, but I don't know how. I was just being plain stupid. The other day, I'd repaired some wiring on the lightweight scooter I keep in the back of my SUV. A few days later, I was heading to a haircut appointment and thought I'd check out the scooter to be certain everything was okay before leaving for the mall. I took my little travel scoot out of the SUV's cargo area, but left the seat behind, thinking I didn't need to sit on it to test it. I'd just twist the motorcycle-like throttle on the handlebar and make sure the scooter moved. It did move, but then I thought I'd give it another twist just to play it safe. To quote Julia Roberts in the movie, Pretty Woman, big mistake, big, huge. Down to the pavement I go. I gave the throttle too much twist and the scooter scooted. So did I. Before I knew it, the scooter had yanked away and down I went, hard on my right side. How nothing was broken, I don't know. The only damage was a very minor scrape to my hand and the bruising of my pride. Good thing nobody was around to see me flounder. Also, bad thing nobody was around, as I had to get up without having anything to grab onto. My two canes were leaning against the SUV, which was about two yards away. My aluminum scooter was closer, but it's too light to use as support. Somehow, I slowly managed to get onto my hands and knees. I don't remember how, but I was able to move to the rear of the car, probably by crawling, and then I used the bumper to yank myself up. I know about falling. I know how to fall and how to limit the damage if I do. But this time I thought I was a goner. In those few seconds of free falling, I had flashes of an ambulance and a trip to the hospital. But down on the ground, when I checked out my body, I was amazed to discover that all of the parts were in place and a call to 911 wouldn't be necessary. I'm stupid, lazy, and lucky. Somebody up there must be watching over me. Just when you think it can't get worse. That's not the end of the story though. After putting away the scooter and getting into the SUV, I turned the key. Click, 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 click. A dead battery. There would be no haircut that day. That would come later, along with a jump start and the idea for this column. 
The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.